It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Everybody and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. This is another edition of the Local Artist Series, and here with me for the first time is a actual producer, and he goes by the name of GT. GT, is that what you want to be called? Yeah, that's that's what I go by. Yeah. All right, GT is here, everybody, and he is a producer, actually, um, actually brother of our NBA podcast co-host Chris Phillips. So shout out to Chris Phillips and the Phillips family. Yeah. And uh, let's get let's get into it. So, how long have you been producing? Uh, I've been producing since uh, my senior year of high school, so it's uh, going on about to be about to be the fifth year is uh, 2017. So, okay, very awesome. Now I know you've worked with uh, you've worked with Sino Jet, like the Green Team, uh, but who else have you worked with? Anybody? Oh yeah, I mean I work with a lot of people, um, really like all across the world because, uh, in part, thanks to SoundCloud, just because. When you subscribe to the, um, what do they call it? The uh, when you just pay the seven month uh, subscription, you get to see who's listening to music and where they're from. So um, I work with uh, quite a, a lot of people like all across the world, but mostly um, in uh, London. I got like two really good artists in London. One's name is uh, Kane Anthony, and he's really sweet. He's more like R and B, but uh, yeah, he's a really good guy. And then um, there's this girl I've just been uh, recently working with named uh, Tilly Valentine, and she's like super dope. And uh, she's more, she calls herself, uh, um, what does she call herself? The genre is uh, like experimental electronic. Okay. But uh, it sounds like R&B to me, so. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. That's what she calls herself. But uh, No, that's, that's cool. That actually will tie in with something. I actually want to get back to that, but first I want to know, um, like, who who inspires you more, producers or producers or artists, and like who are some of your favorites? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I I guess producers because 
when I listen to music, I listen for the um, the beat first, really, and then uh, I usually listen to like a song more than once, obviously, but then I dissect the lyrics. So I'd say it's probably more the producer. Okay, so who are some of the producers, or or even they they can be artists that you know, like a like a Kanye, for example, like one that we know is like heavy in the production. But who are some like artists or producers that inspire you? Um, Pharrell, people. Pharrell is people, awesome. Some people don't they laugh at that. I think Pharrell is sweet. I know. Um, especially I feel on like, the production side, he's sweet. You know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people from from our generation kind of like look over him, and I don't get why. Because I mean, yeah. he was he was like kind of like right during our time. But yeah, no, he's definitely he's overlooked. But um, and then like later on, uh, I mean, Clams Casino is really sweet. He actually follows me on SoundCloud. Clams, oh, really? Clams Casino, yeah, and. Uh, and, and you know Lex Luger, right? Yeah, I've heard the name. Honestly, I can't really like. See, yeah, he was a big inspiration with like, um, he's got the, the long eight oh eight kicks. I feel like he was like the one who really pioneered it. I mean, it was around before a little bit, but um, yeah, Lex Luger's really really big inspiration. Um, Clams Casino, Pharrell, and it's uh, really all I can think of right now. Well, that's a good list, though. That's a good list. Um. All right, so I find it very interesting. Like I've always found the production aspect interesting. Like I, I, I hang around and like study artists a lot more than I do producers. So I kind of get like their niche. But as a producer, are you like are you meticulous when it comes to the creative process and like uh, give me like the bet like when it comes to working with others and like collaborations? Do you um, give me like the best situation you've experienced during collaboration? Like whether it be like. Um, email or like doing like email back and forth with us, some of these people you see overseas or whether it's like actually in the studio with like the artists or other producers you're working with um, well it's I, I think it is better to be um, meet with the people in person if you can um, from like 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 when I work with um, uh, Theron and Asino uh, because then when, when usually when I make a beat or like I have a I have a specific, um, there's already a message to the beat usually. And uh, they're actually pretty good at like accepting that because you know, sometimes you know, if someone hands you something and says this is what I want it to be or this is what I think it is, I mean there can be some like, you know, yeah. that's not always what everyone hears. But So they're pretty good at that. So I think it's it's best to meet with people in person. That way you can explain the, uh, the vision you have for something. But uh, I mean, doing it over email is okay too. It just, it just really, I guess it just depends on. Yeah, like, the situation yeah. at hand. Because I mean, sometimes you don't have access to the people in yeah, person. Exactly. You know, That's overseas. Right. But um, yeah, I just find I just find the producer's mindset very interesting. Like talking to you, talking to Will Wade. Like I just feel like you guys like see and like hear music differently. Yeah, like you have like more of a production ear. Like you said, you kind of listen for the beat more. And I'm kind of the other way around. Like I'll get to the beat, but first I get to the lyrics. Yeah. Um. Okay. So have you ever worked on a song with another producer? Because I find that like an interesting like concept. Like working with another producer as opposed to an artist. Have you ever done that? Like, because I see that all the time on YouTube, on SoundCloud, wherever I see like artists two producers or two producers collaborating. Um. Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't. The only time I actually have was um with Jeremy Schubel. Do you know him? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> he's uh he's like friends with uh 
pretty much in that friend group. But uh, yeah, me and him made uh, the f- the intro to Sino's uh, last tape called Grammy. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, okay. and um, he's got some good shit too. I mean, he uses uh, Fruity Loops for his. I th- yeah, I'm almost positive because I I was with him when we were making that one. So uh, that was the only time I've really done that. But uh, um, no, I mean I've been in a lot of like in SoundCloud. Like I have like literally hundreds and hundreds of messages of like producers trying to do that. Yeah. But um, I just think it's too complicated because especially when it's it was okay to do it with Jeremy because it was just me and him, and we're just playing on like you know one computer. But with um, producers via email, you gotta keep bouncing back files of like you know single instruments. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just. I'd rather just do it alone at that point. Yeah, I I can see, cause like I like I said, I've seen those all over the place, and I I think that's very interesting, cause I feel like, I feel like it's, maybe it's not, but I feel like it's different when two producers are collaborating as opposed to like two artists on a song. Like I just feel like, I feel like the mindset is different of a producer, and the producers kind of like, I feel like producers have their very own way of how they want a song like they're very meticulous about like the song that they create so i feel like as opposed to artists i feel like artists are a little bit more like yes yeah, that's what i was saying earlier with like the whole like when i when i feel like when most producers create something they have something in mind so mm-hmm. yeah it goes back to that okay so i've listened to your stuff on soundcloud over the last couple of weeks and uh i see a lot of variety so like so like tell me do you see yourself like eventually like I guess committing to one realm of music and are you looking to do that or would you rather be doing like say what Childish Gambino's done as we've seen like go through rap to now this like R&B funk um so so what kind of what kind of lane would you go would you be somebody like Childish Gambino where you're going from like you're bouncing back and forth or would you like to eventually like kind of stay in one Um, no I think it um I mean I don't know it sounds like cliche but like okay I think of myself as an artist right right so like you gotta constantly evolve and try new things. Like I'm I'm working on like um, classical compositions now, you know, and that's just that's kind of bizarre when you hear I'm producing hip hop too. But um, no, I don't ever want to just dedicate to like land on one thing and constantly do that because I feel like I can just do it all. Like I, I can play jazz and I can do hip hop beats, I can do R and B beats, I can do psychedelic rock. It really doesn't. I really don't see any limits to what I can or want to do so um no I don't really think uh I'm gonna land in one lane really I think I'm just gonna keep keep creating yeah okay I see that because um I see like people like even people big in in hip-hop like DJ Mustard and stuff like they've like converted to like EDM and everything and they've and they've experienced that so like I I feel like I feel like we're getting in this era where like Everybody wants to box thing box artists in, but artists aren't doing that. Like like not like I think I think we've had the most like experimental music we've had in in decades when it comes to like when it comes to artists like like you wouldn't see a Childish Gambino in the nineteen nineties like bouncing back and forth between genres. Like you didn't see rappers like also come out with like funk albums and stuff. Right. Yeah. And someone made a good point uh, about the the new Gambino stuff. They said like. I forgot who it was. I read it on Twitter. Someone we know. I just drawn a blank on the name. They're like it has it has almost like a Pink Floyd vibe. And I, oh yeah, that was Maddie Wheaton. Yeah, and it's it's not necessarily that it, it's not that it sounds like Pink Floyd, but you can hear the ex, the like experimentation in it, which is and like and I thought that was cool. You know. Like, yeah. It's not just like oh here's a rap album and here's a 
a kick and a fucking snare and a beat and then someone's just rapping yeah you know i mean it's been like that for i mean what i feel like this started when like i mean this isn't that that uh old of a thing you know where people are like doing this type of stuff it's it's kind of relatively new where rap branched off into all these like subcategories but they're still categorized as rap you know and like uh even like kid cuddy stuff like, yeah, I don't even exactly. know if I'd call it rap anymore. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kate Cuddy is honestly one of the pioneers of it. I don't really, I don't really like feel comfortable and confident saying that because I don't really know that realm. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like it does kind of start with like people like him that kind of like just were. He was always classified as hip hop, but he never really was fully hip hop. Yeah. Have you listened to his new stuff? I actually have not caught his new album yet. Um, I I just talked to somebody last night on Twitter, and I promised him I'd listen to it this weekend before Christmas. But um, but yeah, I'm 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 a Cuddy fan. I didn't like Speeding Bullet to Heaven, but more so that's not really my my genre. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But um, but no, I I mean I loved Man on the Moon. You know, as a kid. Yeah, see, it, that was all really good stuff. And uh. Yeah, I just listened to his. I listened to his new one over the last like four days. Just like kept repeating it, you know, because like I'm a huge fan of his, and I don't know. He just. I feel like he's lost. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> even like people hyped up his new stuff, and there's like two really good songs on it, but out of a track list of eighteen, that's not that. Yeah, that's not I, that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I've I've been stuck on Childish Gambino's album. That's been my escape from rap recently. Uh, I love it. But um, let's let's get back to you. So. Do you have a favorite genre you like to produce for right now, like currently? Um, yeah, I guess it'd be like, it's like what we're talking about. It's like it's like R&B beats, but like people can still rap on them. So like, okay. I guess like R&B, hip hop, it's probably my favorite to produce for because it's, um, it's very straightforward. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty uh, simple in in the grand scheme of things, but if I like go home and try to make a fucking four minute jazz piece, it's gonna be a lot more complicated. That's gonna take me at least like five days. But if I'm doing a hip hop beat, I could get that out in two days, like yeah, and and get it mastered and everything in two days. So, but um, also I, I just I do like the sound of it, you know, like the um. Cause you don't find like kicks like that in other genres really like even edm they don't have long heavy kicks like that they're more like they're like more grainy and distorted okay so i'm, I'm not a huge fan of that type of sound i like like you know clean yet like in your face so okay there's like a balance to that type of stuff that i like okay that's cool so let me ask you something so i know that you like produce for everybody and everything do you how often do you uh, do you mix for artists and everything, or do you not really get into? Oh that? no, that's that's not my realm really. Would you would you ever like consider doing that, or have you ever played around with that? Um, no, I mean I, I I mix my own stuff and uh, right, and like I do a lot of like sampling mm-hmm. of like um, I I like like women's vocals and that I have to mix in my music to make yeah. a beat. Like I know Kanye does that a lot, you know. Yeah, but um. As far as that's pretty much as far as I go with. Okay, that. so you so you don't really like mix for other artists or anything. You just kind of like make the the beat and everything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so so because of your versatility, like we talked about earlier, um, at some point in your career, like you see how like 
like artists like um i'm trying to give you an example like like a dj mustard and yg or or someone um would you would you ever like consider tying yourself to a specific artist or would you or would you never really want to do that because there's like good there's like good and bad sides of it, of that yeah no i see what you're saying um no because i've i've kind of tried that in the past with like the whole green team thing yeah and um I mean, they're still my go-to, you know, those are my boys, and, um, like, I, I would like to give them all my beats and stuff, but, um, I, I need to, uh, work with as many people as, well, I, at the same time, I'm picky, but I need to work with a, a, quite a few people, you know. You I need to work with a variety. Yeah, I, I can't just, um, I can't just tie myself down to, like, two people, because then you have no variety of sound other than your beats mm -hmm. and it goes beyond the beats when you pass them off it's whether or not you like it you're like giving yeah. away your sound and hoping that they can take that sound and make it yeah because sometimes you see like a producer like kind of find an artist and they kind of they kind of ride with them and that and they and they develop a chemistry and you know they 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 get they get good at working with each other and it, and it raises their overall quality but at the same time it limits their versatility yeah, exactly. and variety like, um, like uh, Kid Cudi's got a, what's his DJ's name? Uh, he's got a couple, but two that's like when you hear their music, Plain Pat and uh, trying to blank on the other one's name. But like once once you hear their their beats and Kid Cudi come on, you're like, you it's just like the same. You know what it is. Like, yeah. And, uh, and so you would never want to do that. You want to yeah, but that's stay not. For... I'm not saying it's a bad thing right. at all. I mean, you know, it's just. Right, it's just like kind of like what we talked about earlier. Like you wanna, you don't wanna stay like in one realm. Yeah, exactly. You kind of so, yeah. wanna be free to, to float realms. And and like we said before, I think that it's never been easier or more acceptable to do that in in yeah. terms of music. Like, I mean, I mean look at uh, Chance the Rapper. He just exactly. came out with the, well before this last one that he had that uh, the free one surf it was called I think. Yeah, yeah, with Donnie Trumpet. That yeah, was cool. That was really fucking cool. Yeah, I was like. Cause everyone was like saying like they didn't like it so like immediately i'm like all right let's just let's see what's going on with yeah it. and then I'm, I'm like three songs in and i'm like this is fucking sweet yeah i know i mean obviously it's not what i was i wasn't expecting it to sound like that but at the same time like all of his previous works it wasn't actually that crazy to hear it be so different but i thought that was fucking sweet you know yeah I mean, I mean, for Christ's sakes, we're now reportedly, this is reportedly, that Taylor Swift is coming out with a rap album. So, I mean, there are no limits anymore, yeah. whether you like that or not. Um, okay, so let's... So, now, I've talked marketing with every local artist on here, and that's been, like, a big uh, segment of the podcast. So, you're, you're the first producer on Strictly Hip Hop, so tell me... How different do you think it is to market as a producer as opposed to an actual like rapper or singer? And do you feel that it's easier or more difficult to market yourself? I'm willing to bet it's about 10,000 times easier. Really? Yeah, well, if you just think about it, it's a lot harder for people to like to get people to listen to your to your music, but there's a lot of rappers who want to put out music and then when there's only a limited amount of fucking uh, producers, yeah. I mean, you just got to think about it like that. I mean, okay. I mean, like, uh, just on my SoundCloud fucking alone, I mean, I hate to be like braggadocious, but like, I'm getting like 2,000 plays every fucking three days. 
And the reason that is is because there's a fucking large group on SoundCloud that want to be rappers. And okay. there's not as many producers, so they're all fucking browsing beats. It's just right off the bat, it's easier, you know. Okay, wow. See, when I was when I was forming that question, I kind of thought the total opposite of you because I think of I think of an artist and think of like the brand the branding is huge like in in this era and so artists are so much easier to brand they're a face they're associative whereas producers are kind of behind the scenes but that's why you got to create like a there's like an aesthetic even even in the sound you know Mm -hmm. like because you gotta have like pictures and there's got to be like even the tones of the the music have to go with the pictures so you, you can still create an image like being a producer yeah but um I, yeah i just i feel like yeah, i'm like i said i won the bats like ten thousand times easier just because really the numbers game see when i think of that i mean you can i can of course and and this this attests to your point the fact that like i can name i can name a thousand rappers before i can name a hundred producers you know what i yeah, mean yeah. so um so so I kind of thought I kind of thought that it'd be easier to market as an artist because you are like the face and they have a face whereas like producers are kind of behind the scenes but you make a good point saying that you know there there's a million wannabe rappers to every you know 100 producers. Yeah, exactly and that's exactly what it is. I mean I mean if, if you think about the local scene, you know, yeah. like was it it's me Will Wade. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And exactly like, and then, and then, then you, you got yeah. It, like I can name like 15 other rappers yeah so that's 15 to 2 exactly and then obviously if you want to if people around here want to stay local they're gonna hit up me and we'll wait right 15 to 2 i mean that's just the way i'm looking at it and i mean it's been paying off for me so far i mean fuck yeah no i i was surprised actually because um i had always like you know heard your stuff as as a kid in high school and like and even uh and even like even like just like course, but I never actually checked out your your actual SoundCloud. And when I looked at, it, I was like, "Holy shit! Like, you're not you're not lying. I mean, you got thousands of followers, thousands of plays oh, no, on yeah. pretty much everything." Well, that's taken. That's been like four yeah. years to build. So, but um, but man, that that's cool. So so that's interesting though, because I never looked at it from that aspect. So I like that. I like that you you gave me that aspect. Yeah. All right. So what are your future? plans for new content like are you working on your own beat tape uh are you planning on working with an artist for a full project or do you want to just like keep creating like what's the next step for gt um well I, I'm, I'm gonna keep creating a bunch of new stuff um like i said i've been working on like these compositions that uh it's like more of like classical music but i mean that's just kind of like a side thing but um i work with this artist he's from uh i think he's from texas named Dion Douglas and this kid is like crazy sweet he's sort of like that that um R&B hip-hop hybrid and uh, I'm coming out with an EP with him probably be like five six songs but uh you should check him out I think you'd like him he's really sweet he's he's got a large fan base too and um as far as just beat tapes I don't know I mean I kind of just like to put them out like one or two at a time um because I feel like maybe it's just uh it's like a marketing strategy you just put them out once every two weeks and then you let them build and then you get people who like them that never heard you before and they'll come back and then they'll see two weeks later they're like oh my god he posted again so yeah see see, the the thing i say is i I like that strategy 
but what about like what about looking at from the other aspect of like let's say you know you're you come out with a like a beat tape to show like hey i can consistently like i can create like a whole like consistent body of work in this realm of of music point i mean yeah i don't know i've just i mean i did one beat tape at like of all time and it's actually on my i have like a experimental account called pig with wings and for for, i had like 100 followers on that one and that ended up doing pretty well i had like 30 something likes and like 800 plays which i mean doesn't sound that good but when you only have like yeah 100 followers that's good yeah and um i don't know that was the only time i ever did anything like that really and i've i've thought about doing it and talked about doing it because um clams casino has that beat tape asap rocky used all of the fucking beats on it really so yeah i think it was like his first two mixtapes it was like this whole beat tape clams casino made but um I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll think about it, but right now I just feel like um, that's just not the move for me. I guess. Yeah, you just want to kind of like make the music you want to make, and like, and like it's hard too. Like when you get in a creative space, like sometimes you get in a creative space where you want to create one or two songs of this, then you want to okay, like let's get back to hip hop or let's you yeah know. exactly. So that's the thing, and you can you can also like throw together a beat tape of just like of just like a whole you don't have to do what i suggest which is like a a concept like a clear and consistent concept no but that it, is it the is best a, way to go yeah i think but it is a beat tape so like you can like do one where you're just throwing hey like look at all the type of shit i can do you know what i mean so yeah, that's true there, there's both ways to go to go about it but um all right so last question and i'm gonna put you on the spot here yeah so what local artists from our area haven't you worked with yet that you would like to in the future? Oh, um, uh, well, this is tough because I mean, I'm I'm really harsh on the local scene. I think it's really like, I mean, I don't know. You, I can just say it like it is. I think it's bad. I think there's a lot of bad music, but um, you know who I think is actually really good is um Josh One. You you like Josh One? I mean, granted, I've only heard about four of his songs. But um, I've actually never worked with him, which I, I find that bizarre because he's got a decent fan base. Yeah. And I have a pretty big fan base. So I'm like, if, if we just link up, like it's not, I mean, I don't have any problems with him. Like, you know, I think he's cool. We, we, we were, uh, I was just with him like two months ago. Um, but uh, I mean, if we just stop fucking bullshitting around yeah. and just link up, we can just double you should we should be able to double our plays i mean it, it doesn't have to be like a buddy buddy thing it should be yeah. a mutual just a, a fucking just goal. an experiment yeah i mean yeah what, what's the worst case scenario we get the same amount of plays we get now i mean yeah and that's and, not bad yeah it's not bad like you said you guys are both doing good so um shout out to josh Mum, by the way yeah so i i want to i want to make a suggestion to you now i don't know how much you've heard of his music but just listening to your music i think that you would actually be able to create something really good with Nick Heel. I really oh, do. Yeah, see, I've, I've heard uh, Nick Heel's had, I've heard two songs by him that I liked, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make, um, I'm not going to name names, but Nick Heel, you're not on the list of, of bad artists. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think the, the good artists are the artists I do work with. So I, <laughs> I don't want people to feel like, you know, yeah. like, hey, what the fuck? But, yeah, no, I, I, I really think you guys can, like, because I get kind of the same, um, not necessarily vibe, but, like, 
it's funny it's funny now like whenever i hear instrument instrumentals i can i can like look at it from that perspective and i i just feel like i just feel like if you have you heard his uh mixtape somewhere in the valley like all the way through or you just no, said I've, you heard I've, a I've couple heard, songs i've heard literally two songs and okay one of them was called uh it's called 50s in my pocket you know that one actually no i i don't i probably should i'm a good friend with his it was <laughs> it was catchy it was like uh yeah i, I could i could see why you would say that because it was a nice like yeah but like smooth. um i'll tell you I'll, I'll show you some stuff after the podcast but um i think i think he's got some some songs out there that like i think you can like kind of see where he's coming from and i think i think you guys could create something because i think he's kind of in that he's he's in he's in your kind of route but anyways anyways that's that uh, this is GT, everybody of the of the local artist series, and uh, GT, I wish you nothing but success, man. It was a pleasure having you on Strictly Hip Hop. All right, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell them where uh, where they can find you and everything, where they can find your content? Um, I'm mostly on SoundCloud. Uh, I wish I knew my link name off. Okay. I'll put the link in the description. Yeah, Don't worry. But um, yeah, just SoundCloud, and uh, I, that's literally all that it's on. I got one song on iTunes with a, with some girl, but you don't you don't have to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you guys know where you guys can find me. That's on Twitter at crispy eleven thirty two c h r i s p y eleven thirty two, and on there you can find a link to both my Podbean and my iTunes account where you can listen to all of my podcasts that I've ever published uh, under both entities, whatever whatever you prefer. And also on Snapchat is Crispy1132, and there I give you behind-the-scenes look, look of what podcast I'm creating and what I'm working on, which I actually forgot to do for this podcast, so I apologize to the people that tune in. But thank you guys for tuning in. This is Strictly Hip Hop, Local Artist, Episode 7, and thank you for coming on, GT. Yeah, man, thank you.